We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And a pleasant good morning to everyone out there in Irish Breakdown land. I am Vince D'Addario. That's Brian Driscoll. And we just got back from our third practice viewing. Today was another five-period viewing. Uh, The weather was uh, not cooperating this morning. And so uh, first they moved practice earlier, which I'm all for. That That was fine. But then uh, we woke up to thunderstorms uh, this morning as well. So that just kind of compounded the fun. So it was all indoors this morning. And so we kind of had the aerial view of things uh, this morning. And, uh, you know, not bad. Like we got we got yeah. to see a few things. Um, yeah. We always want more from the defense. They always leaving, leave us wanting more from the defense. But we were able to see some other things as well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Always going to be the case when you're talking about just seeing the first five periods. And, right. and honestly, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of happy we don't get to see a lot from the defense because what we're seeing from the defense is a lot of fundamental work. And, and kind of what was one of our big issues last year, the defense was, mm-hmm. you, you know, you and I can get on a board and draw up what Golden was doing and say, that's schematically sound. 
Right. But it wasn't being executed effectively because the players didn't have an un, uh, didn't have the knowledge they needed of it and the fundamentals were not always there. Right. Well, this is just three periods and today was the first day of uppers. So right. you got you could get a little bit more thump today. Uh so uppers are shoulder pads. So the first two days this is how fall camp goes. First two days are just helmets. So you got helmets, shirts, shorts. They have like those little yeah, you know, the, the little just to yeah, get like a little foamy. protection, but you're you're not you're not yeah. hitting the first two days. Today, shoulder pads are on, which for DBs is basically full gear the way that they wear their pads yeah, nowadays. Seriously, but uh, so so you did get to see a little bit of that. But for the first three days, anyway, the defense has spent the entire first half an hour of practice either in a special teams drill or working on fundamentals. And today, defensively, we got to see the defensive linemen working on shoots and run fits and, yep. and different get-off things. They weren't going full speed, so there's not a lot to tell you about how guys looked athletically. Sure. You know, we were watching, you know, the, the ends going on side against, you know, double tight situations and what the proper run fits are and the proper hand placement and technique. And, you know, linebackers were work, working on tackling. Vince, we saw Coach Freeman was with them a lot during those tackling periods. Yes. So was Coach Golden. Yeah, they were together. So, they were kind of tag teaming a lot of the individual. I mean, it was stuff. really a three three guy. I mean, because you have yeah. also have Max Bulla down there, yeah. so a lot of time on that. Uh, spent time on pursuit drills. It's not tackling. It's just about taking proper angles to running yeah. backs and tight ends catching balls. Some we ball saw Coach Mickens type stuff. You know, putting the ball in the right. air, letting safeties track it. Right. You know that corners kind of are working on press technique. And we yep. and that was really cool because we were right on top. We were right on top of yeah. Coach Mickens. So we got to hear a lot from Coach Mickens, and you can just hear just the little intricacies of it. Like, man, as a receiver, it's like when a guy's teaching that, like that, you know, teaching like a three-hand type of way to react against press moves, to keep hands on, proper transition technique, all that type of stuff. You really got to see here. We got to hear a lot of that. I know you, I was watching a lot of that while you were yeah. watching the safeties working on their back pedal and and doing those different types of things and we'll get into we'll, we'll spend some time talking about those type of things today but uh it, it was good to see fu- a lot of fundamental work a lot yeah. of tackling work a lot of pr- proper angle work now the angles are still a work in progress for the linebackers and safeties agreed but definitely working on it on, on day three part of the problem with them well i will say this the angles were good when they were going against tight ends the angles weren't as good against the running backs because they're like you know, they're running a little different speed right and that's yeah. but that's a good thing yeah. And and so we we saw a lot of fundamental work today. Receiver same thing, doing a lot of working off of the press. Uh, doing a lot of work on, you know, coach, I wish we had these when I've said this every year. I wish we had these when I was coaching. Those those pads they put on their forearms. They're like they I look never, just like giant cones yeah. that they put on their hand and you can whack those. We had to do that with just off my arms, so I have <laughs> permanently bruised forearms. But you know, just working with Coach Stuckey on those, working on hand, you know, hand technique on beating, uh, getting through a DB on your top end, because what that means is essentially, is I'm getting to the top. Top end is the top of the route. So if I'm running a curl, a 12 yard curl, it's basically the movement I make at the top of that route. So if I'm making a, a curl at 12, I get to 12. I've got to make some sort of move on the DB to sink my hips, work back to the quarterback. Well, if a guy is sitting there at 10 and I got to get to 12, you don't just stop at 10. That's what he wants you to do. Right. Some kind of technique to get through him, staying on your track and using your hands to beat that. Or if you're going to run an in cut, using your hands to make sure he doesn't just ride you or throw you inside. All those different types of things. We saw them working on those. And then, of course, they finished up at the end with uh, routes on air with the offense and the defense. And, of course, Vince, you know, we'll talk about the end, but we got to see a little bit of the uh, place kickers today. 
Yes, we finally did. We'll have a little bit of a different takeaway from that than we did from the punters. That's for <laughs> sure. So that's you, let's talk a little offense, Vince. Kind of get yeah. that get that out there first, and then we'll we'll dive a little bit more detail into specifics of what we saw on defense. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk quarterbacks uh, with these guys. And again, it was a lot of. Uh, it was a lot of one-on-one stuff. It was a lot of uh, they, the quarterbacks were working on moving around in the pocket. You know, yeah. not you know stepping up into the pocket, depending on where the rush is coming from. So we've seen a lot good, of that so far. Yeah, good footwork in the yeah. pocket. You know that kind of stuff. Not bailing. You know, right away because that's obviously an instinct that some quarterbacks have. As soon as they see pressure, they bail. They're working on staying in the pocket. Kind of, you know what Tom Brady is just really, really good at, right? He He's not going to burn you while he's running, but he's, his footwork in the pocket is right. outstanding, yeah. right? And so that's the kind of stuff that they were working on today. Yeah. Uh, and I thought pocket, they looked pretty yeah, good at right. it. I would say, Vince, really the first three days, we've seen a lot of pocket manipulation with, work yes. with the quarterbacks. Good word. Yesterday, they were talking about what kind of getting out of the pocket, throwing on the run a little bit to the left. Today, they were climbing the pocket. Right. Uh, they were also doing things where when the pressure's there and there's nowhere to go but back and then getting the ball out, changing arm angles, get the ball out, doing a lot of that work today as well. So, And then, of course, a lot of handoff technique. And as, as I don't know if we mentioned this yesterday, but the handoffs are going to be coming at a lot of different angles this year. And we'll just kind yeah. of leave it at that. There's It's, it's going to be very much varied in how the ball gets from the quarterback to the running backs right. this year. Right, right. Again, we've got to be careful. We don't get into too much specifics. I would like to be allowed back at practice. And and right. and I would always, as a coach, would say, hey, man, you know, you're kind of giving away some of the changes we're making this year in the run game by what you're saying. So we'll just be careful with that. But they're definitely doing that. So and we're seeing them work on a lot of that. So yeah. a lot of, and a lot of, dri- lot of reps today, Vince. Yes. Like you lot. made the point to me during during RVA where they had to get a – a one of the assistant student managers who's got a hose, by the way. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he was throwing wheel routes to the running backs. I don't, I don't mind saying that because we've seen Notre Dame run wheel routes before at running back, but they were getting five guys out in the routes and they only have mm-hmm. four quarterbacks. Right. So they had this student manager guy throwing the football and like roping the football. I mean, he was like, <laughs> everyone, boom, boom. Like, can this, somebody get this guy a jersey? Like, like, it was funny. Like, I was like, I was like, you know, they're throwing five balls. He's like, what are you talking about? You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? There's only four quarterbacks. I said, no, he's the guy throwing the wheel to the right. He's like, no, he's not. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's that guy. He's behind I the was, quarterbacks. I was watching the running backs. Right. But I wasn't watching who was throwing the ball. Right. And and it's got a gun, and, man. And he was standing behind the quarterbacks. Yeah. He was about three feet, three yards yeah. behind the quarterbacks and then just just putting it right on the money every time. So I give that kid a lot of credit. I don't know who he is. We need yeah. to find out who that kid is. Seriously. He's, He's going to be wearing a jersey around. in a couple weeks. Yeah, but the, the good thing was, Vote, is they were really repping out. So when they finish, it's like get to the side or stay down there, get the next rep in. Yeah. And they were yeah, going yeah. five guys at a time. So we saw a lot of some a lot of that stuff with the defensive line. You had Coach Washington working with one side. You had Coach uh, Derrico working with the other side and just getting a ton of work in. You know, the tackling drills, quick teaching, and then just the next rep, next yeah. rep. So a lot of work in a short period of time from a fundamental standpoint. It's just not going to be a lot of sexy stuff for us to talk about. So-and-so right. looked great, but, you know, it, it's a positive because there's a lot of teaching today. Yes. And that's something to certainly – A lot of teaching, a lot of reps. And that's, you know, this time of fall camp for me, you know, you always want to get these guys as many reps as possible. And that's very clearly something that they're trying to do. I mean, I, I have never seen a team 
uh, a Notre Dame team, when we're watching them, get as many reps as these guys are getting. There's no standing around. There's no – like it's just rep, 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 rep. And as soon as they end at one side of the field, the quarterbacks run down and they get more reps on the other side of the field, go in the other direction. I mean, it's, it is a ton of, I mean, walk-ons are getting a boatload of reps uh, with the way that they're doing what the way they're handling practice. Now Mm -hmm. that's going to dial down as you get further and further into fall practice. But as of right now, man, there is just a ton of reps and they're in and out of these drills super fast as well. And a lot of teaching going on. Yes. That's the other thing. There's a lot of teaching going on. So and they're teaching the whole roster, by the way. They're not so far. Yeah, they've done a good job of that. So as of right now, yeah. they're they're teaching the whole roster, which I I like that a lot, especially early on in camp. I mean, they're focusing on the entire roster, walk-ons, whatever. Uh, I, I dig that. I like that a lot. I'm just happy we're still day three, and there's still only the one guy on the yeah. the on the bike so far. Yeah. And that was uh, KK Smith, Caleb Smith. So he's the only one out there. Vince, the other thing that I noticed today too, it's it wasn't perfect. I remember. Correct me if I'm wrong, because again, I wasn't at fall camp last year. It seemed like there were days when the quarterbacks and just the ball was not hitting the ground during RVA. It was just sharp. Today, I remember two balls that got missed. But other than that. In in maybe like one or two a day, but I just don't see a lot of throws hitting the ground. Yeah, the first three yeah. days of, of of practice with the quarterbacks last year, if I remember correctly, there'd be days where they looked really good and yep. just boom, 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 boom. And the other days where it's like a little bit, a little bit all over the place. So at least through three days, we're, we're seeing that. And part of it is Vince is the balls aren't always necessarily great, mm-hmm. but you're seeing the receivers do a, a better job this year to me of it, this group is just very good at getting hands on the football and making catches. Like there was yeah. one miss to Deion Colsey today. I mean, and it was still, a, you know, if in a game you'd like for him to try to lay out, maybe. Not today. In practice, you're not asking him to lay out on that kind of throw on RVA. Right, right. So, again, even if he at 6'5 lays out, he maybe gets a hand on it. I'm not talking about catch, maybe gets a hand on it. It was yeah. a, a far throw. That's the only really not even close to catch it. If it's in their wheelhouse in RVA, they're making the grabs. Now the next thing that we need to see is when they go to the one-on-ones, start making more plays in the football. Right. And we saw Which them is when to, they kicked us out, by the way. Yeah. They kicked saw, us out. That's when our time saw, was up. <laughs> correct. And they asked us politely to leave. <laughs> yes. But we did see one thing from that. And that was something that, uh, that, that we'll, that we'll get to in our second events, but okay. One thing that I do want to see the receivers work on a little bit better from what we've seen so far is they're waiting on the ball a little bit mm-hmm. in RVA. Like when they're running stops and curls, they're waiting on the ball. Well, when they did that in one-on-ones the first day, that was allowing DBs to get in front of them. Right. They've got to work on stepping to the ball a little bit when they feel that coming. And, and you know, I, I've always said I, I'd never you, – you've got to be careful – you don't ever say like I had some coaches I'd be at camps and they'd be like, you know, you, you never stop working to the football. I'm like, well, that's not practical because if a guy runs a curl route and you tell him to never stop working to the ball, he's going to go to linebackers still, right? in a he's second. He's going to come back yeah. like eight yards to beat the line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's, it's hit your zone, stay in the sweet spot, but when the ball comes, step to it. Right. And that's something that I'd like to see them work on a little bit because you're seeing them uh, you know, the DBs are just being able to recover and get to some of those balls. That's the one thing that I would like to see a little bit more from the receivers. But other than that, I really like the stuff that Coach Stuckey does to emphasize different yeah. aspects of the press releases and the top ends and things along those lines are um, 
are looking good. No, absolutely. Yep. Now you want me to bring up that uh, play that I saw? Yeah, we're, because we're leaving. we didn't see a ton today. I mean, a couple observations that we've seen. Vince, we praised Chris Tyree a lot the first day. He looks so much more comfortable as a wide receiver, and he made a um, he made a really impressive play today as we were leaving. Why don't you explain, describe, and explain kind of yeah. what happened? It was was it a one on one or a seven Seven's. on seven? It was okay. sevens. Yeah, it was it was sevens, and Chris Tyree was lined up in the slot to the right hand side of the formation. Basically ran like a skinny post. Uh and I, I couldn't tell which defensive back was on him, but the the way the play went down, it was beautiful on a couple of different levels. Number one, uh, Sam Hartman was his eyes were nowhere near where Chris Tyree was going. He was working the right side of the field um very clearly. First he went to the dump off with his eyes. Then he went to the deeper on the right-hand side of the field. Then he, he comes back and he sees Chris Tyree uh, running this post and he completely burns whoever the DB was and has about, I'd say three yards maybe on him, but remember he's going at an angle. So where that DB is, he's trailing the route. So the ball can't be on a line because the DB can still make a play on it. Right. So Sam Hartman just puts, I mean, it's a it's a rope, but it's got a nice a nice angle on it. Goes right over the DB, and last year it would have gone right over Chris Tyree as well. But he goes up and he makes a play above his head to bring the ball down. Just makes a beautiful catch in stride. By the way, now when you have to reach up like that, you kind of break stride just a little bit. But he makes the catch, comes back down on his feet, and was gone. Like yeah. it was a beautiful play. And here's why that matters because that's the play he was not making in the spring. Correct. He was not catching those hard, out of his comfort zone throws right. in the spring. Yes. So that was a good thing. It was, I it, was like, okay. To, to, this so is basically, great. what was happening, Vince, is he Sam Hartman's reading <clears throat> low to high mm-hmm. to the right side knowing that if the safety comes here as I go to high, that means I've got that one-on-one backside and he came back to it and hit that throw immediately. So it was good to see that. But yeah. the, the the point is we're seeing him continue to do in, in the, the – it was nice to see that today because in the first couple of days they weren't they were doing a lot of red zone stuff. We weren't really seeing right. him turn it loose. So it was nice to see right. that. But when we see RVA and in, in, in those type of situations, we're, we're seeing Sam Hartman – be willing to get the ball down the field. Yeah. And yeah. the He's timing is so much better. Chris Tyree, which is yeah, huge. but the timing is so much better yeah. this fall so far yes, compared to absolutely. last spring, which you'd expect because he's got so much more work with these guys under his belt. But that's been a good sign. I thought I thought Steve Angeli threw the ball okay today. You know, ball placement wasn't super great, but he's getting it out. His timing is a little bit better in RVA today. Kenny Minchie, I thought spun the ball really well today. And you're going to have that with the two young guys. There's going to be days where Kenny's really good and days where he's rough. There's going to be days where Steve's rough and, and other days where he's really good and vice versa. And and I don't know that Steve had a bad day. We only saw five periods. He could have gone out in seven on seven a team and lit the world on fire. Just today and and RBA is just a little just a little off with some of his ball placement stuff. Sure, but and I thought Kenny was just a little bit sharper from what I could see from what we saw today. Yeah. But though in running backs, I, I, I tried to key a little bit on Devin Ford today, catching the ball and Jadarian price catching the ball because we already have seen Jeremiah love catch the ball. You know, we, we know what Jabron Payne can do catching the ball. I was really impressed with how well Devin Ford runs routes and catches the football. I, I liked what I saw from him. 
And I thought Jadarian Price caught the ball down the field today really clean, mm-hmm. which was good to see. Like, he catches the ball naturally. Nice little over-the-shoulder on those wheel routes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We saw him catch the ball well in high school. It's a couple of years now. It was nice sure. to see him catching the ball well today. So, tight end-wise, I, I thought – I think Cooper – I was curious how, how well Cooper Flanagan moved around. And it's kind of hard to evaluate him because you're comparing him to Holden Stace and Eli Raritan, which is – a little unfair because he's a sure. different meaning he's a different type of athlete, different type of player. You're not going to ask him to do what what Jurassic and Holden States do. We've said this right. before. He's a little bit of a traditional tight end. Where Holden States is a little bit more of the modern tight end. Eli Raritan sure. is the the tall, long, fast guy. But you know, I, he he's carrying his weight well. I will say this. That's the good thing I saw about Cooper Flanagan because six six two sixty two. That's big boy for a freshman. Right. He carries the yeah. ball. He carries the weight well. And he catches the ball well. I didn't get to see him running a ton of real sharp routes today because they were doing a lot of stuff that didn't require that type of movement, seams right. and overs and stuff today. I thought he caught the ball really clean. You know, we haven't talked a lot about him as a freshman. I thought he caught the ball very clean. The only bad play I saw from a tight end was was a play where Kevin Bauman just did not even try to make a play on the football. But Vince, yeah. you could tell immediately afterwards. Because what happens is you've got five guys running a route. And four quarterbacks, and then the student manager throwing to a different guy. This and was all, the first, I mean, just right. rolls everywhere. This was the first yeah. rep of a different play. Yeah. And it was obvious that he thought the ball was coming from this guy, but this guy threw the ball. And by the time he saw that this guy was throwing the ball, it's like he didn't have time to make a play on it. So, like, if, if it was just an individual route, I'd have been like, terrible effort. Right. Right. But you could just tell Vince by the way he was reacting, he was looking around like, who threw to you? Like, he didn't know who was throwing the ball to him. Right. So, right. And, and then the next play, there was also some miscommunication. Like one guy just didn't even throw the ball. The uh, Dil- Dylan didn't even throw the ball. And he just waited. Like, oh, okay. Here's the crosser. Let me throw that. Right. I mean, it just, it was one of those things where then it's they had confusing. to kind of, okay, here's, I, I will here's who's say, throwing the ball. So I will I say it is confusing. The yeah. Whole so I didn't thing. have an issue yeah. with it when you saw that. Cause like, you know, Kevin Bauman's not a guy that's not going to give effort. That was the only really bad play we saw from the tight ends today in the little we saw, but that's not one of those. I don't really, put that on him. sure it sure. was so i mean vince he didn't even put his hands up for a ball no it looked like, like he was just I don't running think he saw it yeah. until it like was here right like i mean I, there was no way he knew that ball was coming to him right because as soon as you look back he looked around like was that to me <laughs> you know what I mean? right. So, right. um and he's a senior so that's not happening if you know so i, I think there's a miscommunication but other than that I thought guys caught the ball well. Yeah. Ball placement was not elite today, but it was good. But they were catching the ball. There's a lot of guys, and and they were working on that during individual. You know, really catching the ball on different angles and everything. They were working on like one, you know, kind of turning around, making one hand grabs. They were doing different things. They receivers to, to to work on catching balls that aren't here. You know, right, that's something that. Good receiver coaches learn to do, Vince, is you don't always sure. just have your guys work on the jugs machine where the ball's right here. They've got to learn and be taught how to adjust their bodies to duff, to duffer throws. And we saw them working on that today. So remember in, in day one, we talked about the play where Tobias went up, kind of high pointed the ball, brought it down, and then Benjamin Morrison knocked it out. Remember that? So yesterday they were working on a drill where they were high pointing the ball and then they had to pull it back and they had to put it in different places. Which is exactly what we talked about. And look, and I don't know if it was a direct result of that play or if they already had it planned, but 
The point is they were working on that, which is directly applicable to something that we saw happen the day before in practice. I mean, and and you could tell that they had done it before. I mean, because they were all going up, high pointing it, and then ripping it down. They were they were ripping it down in different angles and behind their head and all over the place. And uh, that was good to see, just because, like I said, the very the day just before they had an issue with that, and then they were fixing it, which I think yep. was great. Yep. So it's good to see that we didn't really pay a lot of attention to the offensive line today. Uh, again, they were just kind of working through footwork drills, just you know, pad low, pads, pads low, things like that. Vince, let's talk a little about the defense. Again, defensive line didn't get to see a ton today. We saw a little bit of the inside run drills as we were walking out. You were looking at the play to Tyree. I was watching inside run drills. Gabriel Rubio's hand play on the two reps I saw him take is so much better than it was last year. He where last year he would just he'd come off hard, but he just let guys get into his body. Sure. Today I see him fighting, like doing hand play with the guards. Him and Billy Shrouth had a rep where they were kind of going back and forth, like as the they're pushing and they're both like resetting their hand. It looked like to, to kind of be cheesy. You ever see like two guys that don't want to fight like that? that they're kind of joking about like hand fights, like hand slapping thing, you know, like, you know, but they were doing that in a football way where it's like, you're, yeah. you're knocking mine and I'm resetting and I'm resetting yours and knocking yours down. And it was like, it was a good hand, hand battle. That was a good thing to see where, when, when, when Billy got into to Gabriel and he was able to immediately get it off Billy didn't then fall forward and lunge because he didn't have balance. He quickly reset his other hand, slapped it away, and they're doing like this. Mm -hmm. It's a good hand battle from both sides. And uh, the thing I've noticed, Vince, to me, they look from the video, and I want to ask you this. This was the closest that we've really been, like, up close to when the O line like and D line are going against each other, yeah. because yeah. when we saw them going against each other on month on the first day, we were in the stands outside, so we were a good thirty, say thirty forty yards away at least. Yeah. Today we got a chance to see the linemen kind of like right in front of us because we were inside, and and I thought this from a distance, and it was very much clarified to me. And I want to know what your opinion is compared to last year. This is a very large football team compared to what I've seen in past years on both sides of the ball. It's long mm-hmm. and and you're, you're looking at like inside, for example, last year, you had a six foot one, 275, 270 to 75 pound nose tackle. And you had a six foot three, 285 pound three technique as your starters. This year, you've got that same guy that was 270, 275 last year is now at the 288 and he's noticeably bigger, but still quick. And then your other guy's six five and an eighth and three hundred and six pounds at nose. Gabriel Rubio is noticeably bigger this year, yeah. like upper body bigger this year. Jason Onye is very long and large. They're a much bigger interior team, and their offensive line especially because I, I the, when you compare it to like the twenty twenty one team especially, this is a massive offensive line, and and they're much bigger up the middle than they were last year. Like you had Chris Smith, who was a big kid, but now you've got like four two hundred ninety to three hundred plus pound kids working in there today, and that's something that I noticed today as well, Vince. How did how would you well, compare that to like? I just feel like because you know Jarrett Patterson wasn't real big last year. Zeke was smaller than he was last year. You know, Josh Lug had had lost some weight to get his back right because you know, he had so many back problems. He couldn't be three twenty anymore. They it, they they were just not as big of a team 
last year to me, and especially on defense. I feel like that's something that I'm encouraged by is this is a much more physically imposing trench team than compared to where it was last year. Well, here's what I'll say. If you look at the recruiting class that has come in, the true freshman, right? You and I were talking about how big those kids are, right? So there, there's a concerted effort from a recruiting standpoint to bring in bigger bodies, bigger guys. Well, that's clear to me based on last year to this year, because they've actually had a full year to develop these guys. They're taking the guys that are on the roster right now and also creating a bigger, stronger team than they had in the past. That It didn't seem like that was a point of emphasis in the past. So the point of emphasis has changed, right? It's changed with the guys that are currently on the roster and it's changed with the guys that they're recruiting as well. They They want size, but they don't want to lose the athleticism with the size because they're clearly not with the guys that they're bringing in and the way that they're adding weight to the guys that are already on the roster. They're, they're not sacrificing athleticism for the size, but the size yeah. is clearly important if that makes sense. Right. It does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. So let's specifically, we did notice it looked like today they, it looked to me like they're getting ready to do a, a third down day which would surprise me because we saw some guys lined up in positions that they didn't normally play. We saw Jalen right. Sneed and Drake Bowen uh, working with the, line the, scrimmage. the yeah with the Vipers yeah. today. I, I don't. I think so. I have a feeling they were getting ready to be in sort of a blitz period, like a right. blitz period or a nickel period, something like that today. Right. But uh, we we kind of saw them out there. Obviously, didn't get to see those guys working as much with the linebackers today. Um, so we'll kind of see how that uh, how that plays out. Yeah. So Brian, uh, we got to see a little bit of DB work. Uh, more some some of the they were putting balls in the air, letting the, the the safeties track it. You know, some things of that nature. What did you see from those, some of those guys? Some good, some bad. I would say. Well, I know I know there's one bad part that you're going to want to talk about. So I'll let you do that because it was something we discussed while we were there. Xavier Watts is really smooth and explosive. He's a natural. He looks like a former receiver when the ball's in the air, the way he tracks the football. He he tracks it clearly better than the others. I thought Antonio Carter, the transfer from from Rhode Island, shows good speed. He's a little tight with his footwork opening up. It looked to me, Vince, like it was more about him just getting used to newer foot technique. He just looked uncomfortable with it. Not so much that he's tight athletically, but you look, this is a guy that was a physical corner, you know, was coming downhill and now he's kind of being tasked with, you know, pedal, 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 open up, get off the hash, that kind of stuff. So he's still learning that part of it, you know, but he's got some good speed. Like he, once he gets going, he he runs pretty well. I thought that was good to see today. Uh, Ben Minnick uh, runs well. Adon Schuler's a lot more smooth than I thought. We had meant, we had this in an Intel piece that, you know, we'd heard, that he was he moved a little bit better maybe than some of the coaches in their name thought he was going to like they liked his downhill ability his speed tackling and all that but his he was real fluid and smooth I thought yeah. that was impressive I'll but I'll be honest with you athletically the freshman that impressed me the most today in the drills we saw was Luke Talich the walk on from Wyoming yeah, again really when we did. say walk on it's because he is but he's a walk on who turned down Pac twelve scholarship offers I mean right. I just don't know what else <clears> to call him but. Right, he's a heck of a football player, man. He's a he's really athletic together. kid. He's long, super long, that's super long super and athletic. Long. Yeah, but he absolutely. He, you watch him play, you're like, he's a walk on and by technicality only. Yeah, 
I mean, that's a that's a that's and a Notre Dame caliber last. athlete. I don't think that's going to last very long. You know, his admission into Wapu Nation uh, is limited. I would yeah. say, you know what I mean? But yeah, he is six three and a half, hundred ninety eight, two hundred pounds, rangy, mm-hmm. smooth. Just doesn't have a lot of. Um, the only thing I say is like he's got a little bit of a a, a quiet demeanor. When he plays, you know, catches a pass and then kind of puts his head down, jogs back, you know. Right. Athletically, yeah. he's he's impressive. He impressed yeah. me. I tried to watch him a little bit more today. He's an impressive looking athlete, man. Really yeah. long rangey athlete. Like runs like a safety. I mean, yeah. that's that's the thing is like he may end up playing rover linebacker someday, maybe. But right now, I'm not worried about trying to move him. I'm 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 gonna let him see if he can stick at safety the sure. way that he ran today and the way he played today. There was there was obviously one negative that we saw today, Vince. Well, from the safeties outside of uh, Xavier yeah. Watts. If you want to kind of explain that? Yeah. So what the they were doing is Chris O'Leary was basically just putting the ball as high as he could out either to the left or to the right, and the safeties would just have to go make a play on it. Essentially, he wanted them to high point the ball, and it wasn't easy it. for them to get there, right? Well, and it was. I, I would say that a couple of the younger guys they were losing the ball uh, at mm-hmm. times too. They looked like they couldn't locate the ball when it got real high up into kind of the rafter area of the indoor facility, and, and part of that's understandable. There's some fluorescent lights in there, and it can get kind of nutty. And I get that part. Um, and, and some of them just weren't making real good plays on the ball. I mean, that, to be honest with you, I mean, it, it wasn't. It was a. Uh, I was like, oh, that looked a little bit rough. But it was mostly the younger guys, you know what I mean? And they're getting used to tracking balls in the indoor, just with the with all of it, right? I mean, they're getting used to everything, and so I don't really necessarily put a bunch of negative spin on these guys, but it, well, it, it looks a little rough at times. They just weren't tracking the ball, really. and it wasn't just one kid; it was more than one kid. I mean, they were having issues tracking the football when it would get up high into the rafters. Um, yeah. and so it was. It, I was Except like, for one guy. That didn't look right. well. Xavier Watts did not have a problem yeah. <laughs> with any stretch of the imagination. Right. He looked so smooth, yeah. so fluid when he would go up and catch the football. I mean, it was, it was like, oh, yeah, we think he's a good wide receiver, too. <laughs> the guy that I thought also looked smooth today transitioned into corners, Vince. Christian Gray's a really smooth athlete. Like, he's sure. a really fluid athlete. And he's sure. he's gotten stronger. You can tell that. He's gotten stronger. Right. From where he was in the spring, his upper body strength when he his punch when he was in, working on their press coverage technique, I thought was impressive. Yeah, but you talk about coaches coaching the entire roster that that was so evident right in front of us with Mike Mickens. Like it oh, didn't yeah. matter if it was Cam Hart, Benjamin Morrison, or Isaiah Dunn, who's the walk on at corner, or anyone in between. Like everybody's getting coached, everyone's getting schooled, everyone's getting critiqued every time they took a rep. I also like the fact that the receipt the the corners to me seem to push each other when they're the opposite side. So like when you're in team position drills and you're working on press release, you're working on another corner who's going to release off the line. Sure. They, they challenge each other, which is good. They don't just like, let me beat this guy, push me under the sidelines. Cause I'm not competing. I thought that was a good thing to see today as well, but they, they did it. They're doing a lot of tackling drills the first few days with linebackers and DBs. They are. I haven't noticed it with D lineman, meaning I just haven't seen it. I they may be, but with that, that's okay. It's a different deal. But with linebackers, safeties, and corners, we're seeing them do a lot of explosive tackling drills, yep. tackling the Not, donuts, tackling moving, yeah. moving, you know, bags, you know, yeah. all kinds of different ways yeah. of practicing tackling. It's not the same 
tackling right. drill over and over right. again, which can get They're stale, it can get old. It. They're doing a lot of different variations and things, which I did like a lot. Okay. Yeah. Special teams, Brian. We have to talk yeah. a little special. Got, teams. We have to. We we yeah. always get people asking about it. Uh we saw <laughs> punt yesterday. Today we got a chance to see PAT field goal events. And so we saw Spencer Schrader, mm-hmm. uh worth the what we would call the first team. Yes. Uh, I think D- Dylan Devison was the was the holder, I believe, yes. for that. Yep. And then we saw Zach Yoakum, mm-hmm. the who's the kickoff specialist for Notre Dame with the second group. And right. they were kind of going like rapid fire, like kick, 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 kick. Yeah, it was interesting. They, they kind of did there. like a they they were like one group is here, but one group is up here, and then they just kind of rotated around like this as a team mm-hmm. all the way around until they kind of hit every spot. You know, both right. both teams hit every spot. So and they went from like what 50 plus 50, 52, yep. 53, 54 in that neighborhood, all the way up to like extra point range and 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 everywhere in between over Left a five minute hatch, period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They moved them all around. Got a lot of kicks in in a short period of time. They really did. And yeah. with two teams, which is which is pretty impressive. So I focused on kind of the first team group and uh what Spencer Schrader was able to do it. My uh I took videos of all of them, but and I gotta get those to you. But my my takeaway from from the kicking game was Spencer Schrader. This is the first time we've seen him kick live. Um and and they had a well, defense in a Notre Dame there. uniform in a Notre Dame uniform correct yeah. and they had a defense in out person. there I mean they were you know moving a little bit he has such an easy swing of his leg yeah and gets a lot of power on it uh he did miss one he missed the fifty plus but it wasn't because of leg <laughs> he didn't I mean miss it by a ton he missed it to the left by about yeah. that much right yeah. Yeah, no, it, it didn't because yeah, the rest of the rest of them were all right down the middle. Yeah. Good height, good leg swing. He gets he, high quick. Yes, and he like, kicked a forty-seven yarder yeah. that was still over the top of the goalposts. Like he didn't, he didn't even drill that one. No, like, you could it, just hear it. He didn't even get all like the one he the 53, 54 yarder he missed. Right. I mean, Vince, that ball cleared the uprights, and that was again, it was left by about that much. It looked like. Yeah. But it it crossed the path. It crossed the uh, went across the crossbars, like past where the the, the goalposts are, not crossbar the goalposts. Yeah, probably three quarters of the way up. And I looked at you right. and I was like, "That's good from sixty, easy." Yes. And what I mean by that is, you can cross the crossbars high, but it's like hitting a home run that just just gets over the fence it's like a really high like, comes down. Yeah. This thing was coming down like this, meaning yeah. it was, it still had seven, eight, nine yards to go before it Easily. would have gotten below the crossbar if it was inside. I mean, he drilled right. it. Yes, and the forty-seven yarder he hit that, like you said, Vince, that thing was was up. I mean, it was an e- he right down the middle, easy kick, and you could just hear it. That was the least impressive ball he kicked all day from a sound in a in a Correct. bursting off of his foot standpoint, and he and he still made it from forty-seven easy. Yeah, he let's so, say he took something off of it just to make sure yeah. that he put it down the middle, essentially. Right. Like that's what right. it felt like. But he he's got a really strong leg. Zach Yokum has a strong leg too. It's just not as strong as Spencer Schrader. But I thought he was solid. I watched a sure. little bit of him today. I thought he was solid. You know, if if you need to go to him, he can get the job done. He the mm-hmm. problem, the only problem I have with Zach uh Zach Yokum is his ball kind of doesn't get up right away. It's a more of a line drive. Yeah. Yeah. There's power behind it, but it's still more of a line drive. Yeah, Spencer Schrader's uh, yeah. ball goes up. I mean, right. it explodes up right. and gets out there. 
Zach's is a little bit of a lower trajectory, which is just you know a little bit can be a little bit concerning. But he's got a strong leg. There's right. no doubt about that. If you want him to just kick it out of the back of the end zone every time, right. Zach Yokum. There were no bad misses today, right? That I saw. I think there. Were, I saw one miss each. Is all I saw. I, okay. I, I didn't see every kick that Zach Yokum made. I only saw him miss one. But the misses were. What I mean by bad misses, there's some where you just like you hit by you miss by five feet. I mean, right. Or it was ugly. Just like the, the rotation of the ball yeah. is funny. I like, saw nothing yeah. like that. Everything, even right. the misses were clean, right? right. It, it, you know, came off the foot well, just right. missed it to the left a little bit, missed it to the right, a, a, a skosh. You know, because sometimes we'd see Jonathan Doerr kick like a 55-yard field goal like it was nothing. And then he, mm-hmm. you know, misses a 38-yarder. It's a 30-yarder. Like yeah. nine I mean, feet. You right. know what I mean? It just – right. You know, the, 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 there was there was more consistency even when they yeah. missed today on the first day where they where we saw them getting that right. kind of work in. So that was good to see. But Spencer Schrader's leg strength is really good. It's elite. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no two ways about it. It's elite. And uh, you know, it was one practice session. And I told this to Brian. I said this is one practice session. But my worry about the kicking game it dropped pretty yeah. significantly after that. There was so, one low snap we saw from yeah. Michael Vincent actually. And I thought Dylan Devison just scooped it up easy. It wasn't like it, it was low for for Vincent, right? You know, right. It wasn't like it didn't hit the ground, but it was like low. He had to reach down and grab it, and then immediately got it down. And I think that was actually on the forty-seven yarder. It was the long one, which yeah. might have been uh, might have been part of the reason also that he didn't get all of it. But it was a good sure. it was a good save and recovery, and allowed him to hit it right down the middle. Right. But other right. than that, I thought the the the, the snapping looked clean today. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any issues. Oh, and then on the forty-seven yarder, two Vince. He was getting ready to kick, and was it Coach Freeman or Coach uh, Biagi that did that? I think it was Biagi, but I'm not 100% Where he sure. was getting ready to snap it, and he stops, and he makes him stop. Like, he he simulated, I'm icing you. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, it and didn't he made, look like they knew it was going right. to do that way. Like And, he he, and that was after the miss, by the way. Yeah. That was after, after the, the miss. something yard miss, yeah. And, and he made both uh, Spencer and Dylan get up. And like walk away, yes. And then they had to come. It. And then they had to come out. back. Yeah. yeah, they had to come back and, and get set and he up. Nailed again. it. He yeah. nailed it right down the middle, forty-seven yeah. yarder. Yeah. So I thought that was good to see as well. Yeah. So it was good. The kicking game was good. So people that are worried about the kicking game can relax a little bit. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens in an actual yeah. game. But you know, right now I feel pretty good about where that situation right. lies. From a leg strength standpoint, you you you, you yeah. feel good about where he's leg at. Leg strength, yeah. accuracy. Consistency yeah. of mm-hmm. approach, consistency of placement. You know, you, and when he right. missed, it's like when a quarterback misses, right? Okay, he missed, but he, he missed he missed well. He missed where he's supposed right. to miss. Yep. yep. There's Ain't no small, there's no small. good place to miss as a kicker, but it wasn't like, a, oh my God, what was that? Like, that right, was exactly. Terrible. Just look, you know, aim it a little bit here, minor corrections. And, and I'll say this too, look, one, I'm not overly concerned about the specialist this year. I'm more concerned about the return game and the coverage. Sure. The reason I say that is, is the one thing that Marty Biagi has a tremendous track record with is getting his punters and kickers to be really good because he actually was a punter. He was a kicker. He, he's not like some guy that had to learn it to move up in the coaching ranks. Like right. uh, a friend of mine who who is uh, the special teams coach at Vanderbilt, he was a division one double a defensive back. He played a Bucknell. Like he was a DB. He was a, he played special teams, but he wasn't like a kicker or punter or anything like that. Biagi was, I mean, mm-hmm. he, 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 he has a background of doing that. Yep. And he's, that's one thing that throughout his tenure has been pretty good at all the stops he's been is the specialists are actually pretty good. 
So I feel like by the time we get Bryce McFay, because in, in Ben Krim, the the punter from Penn, he wasn't an early, he wasn't a in the spring. Spencer right. Strader wasn't here in the spring. Correct. And Bryce McPherson, I believe, was was com- so coming off of an injury in the spring. So he's just now getting to really work with those guys. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not worried about that, Vince. I, right. I, I'm more concerned about Biagi's in the, in the past. There's been some inconsistency from the return game. Some years good, some years not. The coverage game, some years good, some years not. I'm more concerned about, okay, get that good. He's never really had a problem with punters and kickers. They, right. It, it didn't matter what school he's at, changing guys. I and mean, He just seems to have been someone who understands how to get those guys to perform at a, at a good level. Sure. Uh, that's another reason why I'm – so between seeing Spencer Schrader's leg today, strength today, and then with Biagi's track record, I'm actually – oh, I'm pretty I'm pretty good, feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. So that, uh, that's, that's going to do it, right? Pretty much what we saw. Again, it was a five-period day, so not a whole lot to see. Guys are in shells. Uh, the next time that we get an opportunity to see practice will be next Monday, and yeah. guys will be first, in full pads. We'll stay in full pads. So that's Notre Dame, Notre Dame, will, they'll have a practice tomorrow, but they're not going to do anything on Sunday. That's, right, that's cookout day. Right? Yep, and we so, don't have access tomorrow. And we will be fine. there for first so, day of full pads. That we'll be there Monday, be. and you know, of course, I'm hoping that as soon as they're done stretching, they get into a full team 11 on 11 scrimmage. But that's obviously not going to yeah. happen. But uh, we'll at least get to yeah. see them running around with full. We pads won't go to see that till that one night practice we get full <laughs> right. access to. So, yes, unfortunately, exactly. exactly. So. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Make sure you hit the like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, share with your family and friends, throw us a five-star review. That would be fantastic. And uh, that's going to do it for this quick uh, practice recap. Make sure you uh, join us on the mailbag. It'll be here today, so it might be going on right now. I don't know what you're doing right now. So time you listen to it. Yeah. Exactly. So head on over if you can. If not, watch the replay, man. So for Brian, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you next time on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.